0: Hey y'all, we're rerunning two episodes today. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. The day was May 8th, 1945. France was celebrating VE Day, or Victory in Europe Day, the day that the World War II allies formally accepted Nazi Germany's surrender. At the time, Algeria was a part of France and was known as French Algeria. During the war, many Algerians served with the French army, but unrest had been brewing in Algeria for months. The French responded to anti-French and anti-colonial sentiment with political, economic, and cultural pressures. This tension culminated on May 8, 1945, with an independence march in Sétif that turned into a massacre of Algerian people by the French army. At the time, the massacre was described as troubles in North Constantine, but thousands of Algerian people were killed during the weeks-long period that the violence persisted. Before World War II, nationalists had begun organizing around Messali Hajj and Fairhat Abbas. Hajj was an Algerian nationalist who founded the Algerian People's Party, or PPA, a nationalist organization. And Abbas created a manifesto that called for Muslims' equal rights in Algeria, as well as an Algerian constitution and autonomous state federated with France. Abbas organized the Friends of the Manifesto and of Liberty, or AML, in the 1940s to publicize the manifesto. Dissatisfaction with the colonial regime, nationalism, and a desire for independence grew in Algeria. At the beginning of the Second World War, the Germans occupied Algeria for a short time. But Algerians fought in the war on the French side, anticipating independence when the war was over. But as the French Fourth Republic was gearing up, members of the band PPA and the closely monitored AML planned anti-colonial demonstrations. In the weeks leading up to the massacre, protests with thousands of people had taken place in cities around Algeria, like Mustaganum. On May 8, 1945, somewhere around 4,000 or 5,000 protesters marched in Setif, a town in northern Algeria, to demand independence from the French administration. But around 9.15 in the morning, the demonstration in Satif turned into a riot when the police tried to seize the Algerian flags, which were banned at the time, and nationalist signs that the protesters were holding. It's not clear who fired the first shot, but demonstrators and police were killed. Algerian Muslims killed French civilians. French commander General Duval ordered troops to fire on the crowds, which were mostly unarmed. Saul Bouzid, a boy who carried the Algerian flag, was among the first people to be shot and killed, and he became a martyr in the movement. Violence spread to surrounding areas. That afternoon in Gelma, a nearby town, people from the PPA carried out a peaceful demonstration waving the Algerian flag. One demonstrator was killed, and no French people died that day. But violence escalated. Twelve Pieds-Noirs, or Europeans who lived in Algeria during French rule, were killed over the next couple of days in Gelma. European civilians and authorities killed up to 2,000 Algerians in the area around Gelma in the weeks after May 8th. The Air Force dropped bombs over Satif, Gelma, and nearby villages. Martial law was declared in Satif. Algerian Muslims were forbidden to leave their houses without an armband, indicating that they were going to work, and those without armbands were killed. The Foreign Legion and Senegalese soldiers pillaged, burned down houses, and raped people. The French army carried out summary executions of Algerian Muslims in rural areas and lynched people suspected of participating in the riots. The massacres continued throughout May and until late June. The exact number of people killed in the massacre is unknown. The number the French gave shortly after the massacre was 1,020 Algerian deaths, while Radio Cairo claimed 45,000 people were killed. Others have estimated that the real death toll is anywhere between 6,000 and 20,000 people. 102 French clones or colonists were killed in attacks following the riots. But the official death toll of Algerians remains contentious. Nine years after the massacre, on November 1, 1954, the Algerian War of Independence began when the Algerian National Liberation Front launched armed revolts throughout the country and called for a sovereign Algerian state. By 1962, Algeria had achieved independence from France. May 8 is now an official day of mourning in Algeria. In February of 2005, France's ambassador to Algeria formally apologized for the massacre, saying that it was a, quote, inexcusable tragedy. I'm Yves Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you feel like correcting my pronunciation or my accent on anything that I've said in the show, feel free to leave a very kind comment on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook— at T-D-I-H-C podcast. Thanks for joining me on this trip through time. See you here in the exact same spot tomorrow. Hello everyone, I'm Eves, and welcome to The Stand History Class, a podcast where the past becomes the present. The day was May 8, 1963. South Vietnamese soldiers and security forces fired into a crowd of unarmed Buddhist protesters in Hue, South Vietnam. The shootings marked the beginning of the Buddhist crisis, a period of tension and protest in South Vietnam incited by the South Vietnamese government's repressive treatment of Buddhists. In 1954, Vietnam was divided into the Democratic Republic of Vietnam in the north and the state of Vietnam in the south. The next year, Gò Dinh Xiom declared South Vietnam a republic and became president by means of a fraudulent election. Anti-communist countries like the U.S. backed South Vietnam. Xiem became increasingly dictatorial, and his regime was corrupt and nepotistic. He and his brother formed the Khan Lao Party, a political party that helped Diem secure power in South Vietnam. His regime threatened, deported, tortured, imprisoned, and executed thousands of suspected communists and people they deemed opponents of Diem. Diem was Catholic, and government officials, business owners, landholders, and high-ranking military officers were largely Catholic as well. Catholics were a minority in South Vietnam, as Buddhists made up somewhere around 80% of the population, but the regime gave preferential treatment to Catholics. Some historians and journalists have maintained that this picture of Diem is inaccurate and that there was no evidence he ever persecuted Buddhists. They have portrayed him as a leader who was committed to modernization and helped preserve Vietnamese Buddhist heritage. Xiam had issued a decree in the 1950s banning the display of religious flags without government permission, but it was rarely enforced. On May 7, 1963, a deputy province chief in the city of Hue decided to invoke the law, even though Buddhist and Catholic flags had been allowed to remain flying for years in practice. Many Buddhist flags were on display in Hue, but authorities took them down. The next day was Fut Don, a holiday commemorating the birth, enlightenment, and death of the Buddha. That day, Buddhists marched and gathered at the Tu Dom Pagoda to protest the ban and call for religious equality. A monk named Tik Tri Kuang was a leader in the demonstration, but as the crowd grew throughout the day, tensions escalated, and armored cars, civil guardsmen, and security officials showed up. Military forces began shooting and throwing grenades into the crowd. Around nine people were killed. Xiam blamed the National Liberation Front, a political organization that fought against the South Vietnamese government. He said that authorities had taken the proper actions to disperse the crowd. But Buddhists continued to protest the incident and their mistreatment. Tik Tri Kuang presented a list of demands that included allowing Buddhists to fly their flag, permitting legal equality between Catholics and Buddhists, and punishing the people responsible for the killings. But Ziem rejected these demands. Buddhists continued to protest by distributing pamphlets and organizing hunger strikes. Eventually, Ziem agreed to dismiss some of the perpetrators and compensate the victims' families with the equivalent of about 7000 U.S. dollars. Still, he denied the government's responsibility for the killings. The whole ordeal developed into what became known as the Buddhist Crisis. The period was characterized by violence, protests, and growing opposition to the Ziem regime. In June, South Vietnamese troops poured chemicals onto the heads of praying Buddhists. That same month, a monk named Tik Quang Duc self-immolated in protest of Diem's policies. In August, Diem proclaimed martial law, shortly before launching coordinated raids on Buddhist pagodas. The Buddhist crisis continued until November, when Diem was deposed by a group of officers in the Army of the Republic of Vietnam he was arrested and assassinated. Still, tension between Catholics and Buddhists persisted, and Buddhists remained involved in politics and social movements as unrest and war continued to affect Vietnamese society. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you'd like to send us any suggestions or comments, you can send us an email. We're at thisday@iheartmedia.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're at T D I H C Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow.